Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Uh, you know, the biggest team update, I guess, is, is obviously getting ready for Saturday for, for WLC and another huge game, conference opener, um, all that fun stuff. Uh, but but uh, Jay Beverly obviously uh, had, had a remarkable game last week, and uh, I just want to make sure we highlight him. I'm sure, I'm sure we will. But, uh, you know, set an NCAA Division three record for uh, yards per carry in a game. Uh, was named to the D3 football team of the week. So I just want to make sure he gets all his flowers, as, as the kids say, and, uh, um, you know, all the, all the praise and accolades that he deserves and um, just had a, had a you know, spectacular football game. So um, great job by him, and now we're looking forward to WLC, and um, it, it's a pretty uh, pretty desperate week, you know, for I think both teams. We're both 0-2, and it's, it's going to be a game where I think both teams play really hard. You know, I have to ask you, were you more excited by the performance that Beverly had last week or the fact that he's just a freshman? Uh, both. Both. You know, it was <laughs> pretty crazy what he did. And um, he kind of got going, and, and we kind of found something in the run game. And um, to do what he did on just, you know, it, it felt like in about a, about a quarter, from about midway in the second quarter um, to about midway in the third quarter, you know, in that period he had like 250 yards. It, it was absolutely crazy. Um it all kind of happened in, in, in a huge burst, but he's really explosive. Um, and to do it, you know, really not having played football in, in like two years, um, he's actually a transfer for us from Northern Michigan, but he, but he redshirted there, to, you know, so hadn't played in a football game in, in two years' time. Um, so it was, it was we, we thought he had a chance to be pretty good, and, and, and you know, at least for one week he was, he was much, much, much beyond pretty good. He was, he was pretty special, so hopefully we can keep it going. Now, kind of looking at that game, I, I personally thought a turning point in that was Lane has a huge punt for you that drops inside the 10-yard line. Um, they're at third and 18 and, and are able to get out of that and get a touchdown out of it. As you're watching a game like that on the sidelines, can can you feel sort of a momentum shift happening as it's going on? Yeah, I mean, absolutely you can. It, it was one of those games where you kind of felt the momentum flip and, and we weren't able to – to get it back, um, and it was really, you know, all three phases. You know, they um, they scored four touchdowns in the second half, and all of them were on third or fourth down, um, and a lot of them were on those third and long. You know, I think it was a fourth and eight. It was two third and tens. You know, another fourth down. Um, so we just weren't able to get that key stop defensively. Um, offensively, we really struggled. You know, Jay went out of the game after after the fifth touchdown, and and um, you know wasn't able to come back in the game, um, and and we just. You know, without him in the game, we didn't run the ball nearly as effectively. Um, you know, they, they played us in a lot of man coverage down the stretch, and we didn't we didn't make throws, didn't make catches, and um, we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot in every in every aspect. And, and then, you know, we had some calls that went against us. You know, the the 82 yard touchdown. Um, you know, they they ruled that when, when we tackled um, the receiver that he was still up, that he was landing on one of our guys. You know, watching film, that wasn't the case. Um, you know, so what could have been about a 15-yard gain instead goes as an 82-yard touchdown and, and things like that. You know, you just you try to overcome them, and, and we just couldn't. But you could definitely feel the momentum shift. Um, and, again, I think with a younger, a little bit less experienced team, uh, we weren't able to flip that. You know, and that's where I think um, offensively in years past we had some answers. You know, we had – uh, you know, we know we could we could run Larry and get five, or we could we could throw some of our quick game stuff with Bryce, and we were going to be able to move the chains, just kind of get back in rhythm. And we weren't able to get back in rhythm. We were kind of kind of grasping for um, you know kind of the next call, and disappointing. But but uh, you know, again, we played really well for like two and a half quarters, and, and just weren't able to weren't able to 
played very well the last 20 minutes. Now, you talked about they, they had a, a, a few big plays on third and fourth down. Illinois College had a couple of big plays like that when third and long. Yeah. Um, wh- what do you do to kind of address that with the team? Yeah, I mean, there's not, not a ton of, ton of answers. Obviously, we watch film, and, and a lot of it was technique stuff. Um, you know, the Illinois College ones were, um, you know, the one was a scramble situation where we should have had a sack. The quarterback made a good play and got out of a, out of a tackle, and it kind of became one of those scramble situations that you kind of practice, but it's, it's kind of just reactionary. Um, a little bit, you know, on Saturday, uh, we, we were in a lot of cover four, and, and they beat us on some dig routes, and our safeties were, were playing deep and, and just playing a little too conservatively. We were afraid of getting beat deep and um, kind of gave them that, that intermediate route uh, a little too easily. And that's just something that, you know, watching it, we got to correct. And, and, you know, with some younger guys um, that don't have quite as much game experience, some of it's just a feel, you know, um, a feel for where the ball is going to go and when it's going to go, uh, when it's going to go there, and, and just being a little more aggressive. Uh, we had a lot of success with bringing pressure and playing man coverage. We struggled a little bit more when we played some zone stuff, and, and, and again, a lot of it was just being too conservative in our coverage. So we'll correct that stuff, um, you know, and, and um, just get, just got to get better from it. But um, you know, we again we played we played really well for, for big portions. You know, they, they won the key situations. They were 4-for-4 four four in the red zone. We were 0-for-2. Um, they had the big third and fourth down plays, and, and we were awful offensively on third and fourth down. So those are the kind of the, you know, those money downs, so to speak, that we got to start winning, and we haven't done that, you know, either of the first two games. Lane, I thought, played fairly solid for you. You, you played uh, Robbie Michael later on in the contest. Do you see Robbie getting a little bit more time for you, or, or this is Lane's ball to keep for, for right now? You know, we're still evaluating that position every week. Um, evaluating. I thought Lane did some good things. I thought late um, he got sped up. I thought, I thought he didn't play a very good fourth quarter. Um, and it wasn't, again, you know, we said a week one, it, it wasn't all on him, but he got a little sped up in his decision-making um, late, and, and, you know, it hurt us a little bit. The, the interception wasn't a very good play, um, and, and he would tell you that. You know, we've gone over it and just, just made a bad decision on it, um, and that one hurt us a little bit. But, you know, we feel like we got two good quarterbacks and, and you know, going to try to find roles for both of them if we can and when we can. Um, Robbie did some good things, and, and, you know, kind of the same thing. Robbie's a second-game freshman, and I thought early on with his decision-making, he got sped up on a couple plays where uh, maybe ran a little too quickly and, you know, when he came in the game, they gave us a little different look, um, play, played a lot of, a little more man coverage, really were heavy in the box in the run game. Um, you know, so teams are going to try to game plan us that way and, and know that we have two quarterbacks that, while our scheme doesn't change, their, their skill set's a little bit different. So, um, you know, again, just want to see um, you know, where, where both of them go going forward, and, and hopefully we can get a little better play from that position. I think we're, we're certainly capable of it with both players. Um, just a little more consistent play, I should say. Your players of the game. Yeah, offensively, um, really easy. Uh, Jay, Jay was obviously outstanding and um, set the school record for rush yards in the game. Uh, like I said, set an NCAA uh, Division three record. Um, he, he was outstanding, and you know, I, if he could have finished that game, I don't know, you know, was four or five hundred yards on the table. It probably was with how he was going. Um, you know, he, he came out of the game, I think, at the 543 mark of the third quarter with 343 rush yards. So he was pretty special. Um, defensively, Andrew Cardell um, had a couple picks, and it just continues to be so solid for us. And fifth-year senior, 
um, just knows where to be, just knows how to play football. Um, just a really, really good football player. I thought he was really solid. Um, so those two guys are, are really the guys that we would highlight. And um, you know, special teams wise, we're, we're still we're still a work in progress on special teams. We we got to be better in that area. Um, you know, but but I think uh, I think we're getting there and, and um, getting some more guys' experience with special teams, which is big. This week you take on Wisconsin Lutheran. Offensively, they have really struggled through the first couple of games. Your keys for this contest? Yeah, I think um, number one, just coming out with the right mindset. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of desperation, um, a little bit of understanding the importance of, of what this week is. You know, 0-2 um, in the non-conference is one thing, but, but starting conference play now, you kind of get a reset. And I think our guys are looking at that, looking at that way. Uh, we talked a lot about, you know, the last four years that we've won the conference from 2014 to 2017. Uh, many of those years we struggled in the non-con. You know, we were 0-3 in 2014. We were 1-2 a few times in the non-con. Uh, but once we got to knack play, we kind of put it together, and, and that's what we're looking to do. So it's really just, just uh, coming with the right mindset. It's homecoming for WLC. Um, you know, I know they're looking at this game as, as kind of a make-or-break game for their season as well. So, you know, really think we're going to get their best shot, and, and we got to be ready to match that that level of intensity. Um, I think starting fast is going to be huge. You know, they they've struggled offensively, but they've been really good on their first series. I think they've scored touchdowns on their first series in in, uh, in both of their games. And uh, Coach Jesse does a good job of kind of scripting some plays early and getting their quarterbacks in rhythm. Um, and then I think for us, you know, defensively, it's going to be continuing to get pressure. Uh, their quarterback play, you know, they've struggled a little bit with their quarterback play. He's played three quarterbacks in both games, and uh, just not letting uh, not letting Davis get settled in. Um, and then I think their best player is their running back. You know, he's uh, you know Justin Parbs has been an All Conference kid. He, he's a really good player, um, and just not letting him get going is going to be is going to be key for um, you know for for us defensively, offensively. Just just playing a little more in rhythm. You know, we we obviously last week a bunch of really big plays. We haven't been able to find those rhythm drives where we get our tempo going. Um, you know, we we're you know five, six, seven yards of play and, and, and hitting some of our easy, quick game stuff and, and that. And then the other thing is, you know, we haven't hit a vertical pass in, in about two weeks. You know, we, we really struggle with, with vertical passing game. That's a big part of our offense. So we got to find a way to connect on some of those vertical shots. And you know, some of that's our quarterbacks throwing better balls. Some of that's our receivers running better routes, making sure our protection is sound. But we got to find a way to be more vertical. We've been We've been playing football in like a 10-yard box where nothing is uh, – I think we've, we've thrown two balls in, in, uh, in two weeks. We've completed two passes beyond 10 yards, and that's – you know, it's not nearly good enough for where we want to be offensively. So, you know, hitting some of those vertical shots, kind of loosening them up a little bit is going to be key. You were talking about the fact that the Warriors have played three different quarterbacks in each of these games. You, you, so you got to figure that they're going to wind up using at least two in this game. Do, do you kind of scheme your defense based upon the fact that you have – you have to expect at least three quarterbacks to possibly play here. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, yes. In this case, um, their quarterbacks are pretty similar. You know, it's not like they changed their scheme drastically with, with any of the kids. It's not like they have a, a dual-threat kid and more of a pocket guy. Um, so it doesn't change much. You know, I think they've um, there's a chance they're going to play um, three. You know, we expect Davis to start, um, and we'll kind of go from there and, and just kind of see um, what happens. But... You know, they're, they're not really changing much depending on who's in the game. So it doesn't really change uh, defensively too much. Um, obviously, we hope they play multiple quarterbacks. So that means that we're probably doing a pretty good job defensively uh, right away. But I think in some situations you look at two you know, varying skill sets in quarterbacks, 
and it's really not the case with them. It's, it's kind of the, the same kid with a different number a little bit. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Byron, who says, the second half has seemed to be a challenge for the Muskies this season. Is this about conditioning or focusing or focus, or what do you think? You know, Saturday um, was a little bit of conditioning. Um, we play very fast on offense. We, we've spoken a lot about that. Um, but we also scored very fast on Saturday, especially in that third quarter. Um, defensively, we played 98 snaps, and that is a ton of snaps. Um, you know, in a given game, offensively, we try to get to 90s, our kind of magic number. Um, I think we were 86 or something like that offensively. So we had a pretty good tempo going offensively, but um, defensively, we, we definitely got worn out a little bit. And it's hard. You know, it's, you know people say conditioning and, and, and all that. You know, you know running, running kids after practice or doing extra sprints, you know, that helps a little bit. But it doesn't um, in any way relate to what game day is like. You know, the, the intensity, the emotion of game day, just kind of what that fatigue looks like. Um, so we've talked about, you know, possibly playing a few more guys earlier in the game. You know, I thought our linebackers got a little fatigued as the game went on. And um, we brought a lot of pressure, so we blitzed a lot. So those guys, you know, blitz and take some energy out of you. Um, but just trying to keep those guys, those guys rested. Um, you know, the one thing we can't do is tell Jay to stop breaking 75-yard touchdown runs. Um, but, you know, there was a point in time where we were scoring so fast offensively. You know, I think a one-play drive to start second half. We had another three-play drive, a four-play drive. Um, so we were on the field for probably about a minute or less of game time, and the defense was right back out there. And that, that gasses you a little bit. And you could tell down the stretch we were, we were a little, little fatigued. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's so much um, bad as this execution then. You know, I think what happened then, we got a little fatigued, and then offensively uh, we had some three-and-outs on the other end um, where we weren't scoring, where it was just a three and out and we were putting the punt team on the field. And um, if we execute better offensively and we can extend some drives, now our defense isn't on the field quite as much. They get a little more rest. I think we're in better shape. So it's a combination. I would say it's more execution than it is, um, you know, more execution than it, than it really is conditioning. Stefan says Notre Dame lost to Marshall on Saturday. They should have gone with Coach Bruton. I mean, I will say that uh, – yeah, they have not looked great. Um, you know, 0-2 to start the year, really, really bad. I, mean, I thought after the first loss they were going to be possibly able to uh, to run the table, but they, they just really lack offensive playmakers and, and skill guys. And uh, They're going to play a lot of games. I think they're going to be kind of grind just because they don't have the explosiveness that you need. Um, so, yeah, really disappointing. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the job. If they want to offer it, I will take the job. Um We'll have to change the podcast to, to Irish Matters or something like that, or uh, you know. But but again, if, if they're gonna you know give me the job and pay me the type of money that they pay head coaches at that level, um, I've loved my time at Lakeland. But as I said before, it would uh, it would probably be time to uh, to take the jump. All right, I'm ready to head to South Bend. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> Joe says, Coach, you have to be pretty pleased with yourself about your call that the Vikings would beat the Packers. Yeah, it felt uh, – anytime, the, the, you know, you can be right and the Packers lose, it's pretty good. Uh, my son, Kanan, wore his Justin Fields jersey to school on Monday just to remind everybody that the uh, first place Chicago Bears um, exist, and we'll see how long that lasts. I told him we got to take advantage of it while we can because I don't know how long it's going to last. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings look really good. Jefferson is obviously incredible, and uh, the Packers did not. So it was a, it was a happy Sunday. Rick says, you made some very interesting observation about the Bears and their inability to put a lot of talent around fields. Why doesn't the staff see the same things that you do? 
You know, I think they do. I think it's um, it, it seems to me like they've made a concerted uh, decision or a, a group decision to, that they're going to kind of um, you know, almost punt on this year and, and save some salary cap space and um, you know, wait for another year of draft picks and, and just try to build it a little bit slower than maybe most fans would, would want. Um, you don't see that as much in the NFL. You see in the NBA with teams tanking and things like that. And Not to say the Bears are tanking, but I don't think they're putting a huge emphasis on, on trying to be overly competitive this year. Um, I think they realize they need another year of picks. Um, the hard part, I think, for me is if, if Field is going to be your guy, and that's obviously the most important position, it's really hard to get an honest evaluation when you're not surrounding him with the right talents. And I think it's going to be really hard for him to succeed this year. Um, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on him going into next year, into year three, um, to, to produce when you, you haven't put the right people around him. So it's tough. You know, in the NFL, it's, it's, you know, it's a little quicker and easier to, um, to turn things around quicker if, if you have the right people in place. So hopefully that's going to be the case. But um, it seems like to me it's, you know, they, they understand what they're putting on the field and, and who they're putting around them, and, and I don't think they're really planning for success this year. You know, you made an interesting observation there, too, because you were talking about this last week with your own quarterback situation. Isn't there some concern that you hurt Fields, you know, kind of confidence or whatever because you're not really giving him any talent? He doesn't have a great season, and then, you know, everybody's questioning his abilities at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you, you – uh, it, it just makes it really tough to evaluate. You know, you're, you're watching film, and, and it, you know, if guys aren't open, it's really hard for the quarterback to have success. Or if you're, you know, if you're lying on your back, it's almost impossible to have success. So if you're not putting the right people around him, um, you know, the quarterback will elevate the play of other people, but you also need other people to elevate the quarterback's play. And when you, when you don't have it, it's really just tough to evaluate and um, – yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a, you know, for me, with the, if I had a young quarterback, it's not the, you know, at that level, it's not the route I would want to go. Um, but I think you'll see with some of the guys they let go, you know, they let go of, you know, some of the defensive talent and um, Allen Robinson on offense. I mean, they, they clearly are, are looking at this as a, as a longer rebuild than, than maybe most fans are hoping for. Hanson would like to know if you had a chance to watch any, any of the NFL games last weekend, and if you did, what were your initial observations of the first weekend? Yeah, I got a chance to watch uh, some of the games. I, I thought uh, a lot of teams looked very sloppy. You, you can tell that teams are not um, practicing as much, and, and obviously the teams that didn't play guys in the preseason um, really struggled. I looked like the Bengals didn't, didn't play, I think, any of their offensive line, and they really struggled. Um, it just looked like sloppy football a lot. Um, I think it's wide open. I think Buffalo obviously looked really good Thursday night. Got a chance to watch some of that game. I think the Chiefs looked really good. It, it seems to me like it's Buffalo and Kansas City right now, and then a pretty clear drop from those two teams to everybody else. Um, the last thing I'll say is it looks like the NFC is a mess. So um, I don't know, you know what team in the NFC left week one feeling really good about where they're at, um, but the NFC – you know, it just seems like it's a mess, and there's, there's a, I don't know if there's a clear favorite you know, in, in that conference at all. Joe would like to know how your love for pizza turned into such a deep passion. Um, it's a great question. I, 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 obviously, growing up in Chicago, it's a pretty good pizza area. Um, but a lot of it was that just I was a stubborn kid that didn't want to try anything else. So found something that I liked. Um, it, it wasn't like mom and, and dad weren't cooking other stuff. I just wasn't eating it. So a lot of it came down to you, you have to eat food to survive. And, and I knew I liked pizza, and I knew I wasn't going to try anything else. So 
it's probably more me being stubborn than, than really uh, anything else. Okay, and this week, now that you've had a week to think about it, words of wisdom from Coach Bruton. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one, and uh, obviously, a, a lot of this is, is allowing the people, uh, our people, to learn from my mistakes. But um, when you are approaching or in your busy season of work, uh, do not impulsively get a pet. That's that's my word of wisdom. So, um, decided impulsively about a week before practice started this year that that we our family needed a puppy. Um, and, and I made this decision uh, pretty much on my own, and, and uh, we went out and got a Labradoodle puppy named Curry, and, and Curry is awesome, um, but puppies are a lot of work, and they're a lot of work at 6 a.m., and they're a lot of work at 11 p.m., and they're a lot of work during the day, and they need a lot of love and attention and focus, and uh, probably not the best thing to do when you're entering preseason football camp or you know, if you're an accountant and you're entering maybe tax season or you're a teacher and you're starting a school year, uh, anytime that you're kind of in your busy season of work, do not get a pet. Uh, wait until you got a little more free time. Um, that's, that's my words of wisdom. So learn from my mistakes. Curry's great. We, we love Curry. Um, but, but learn from me. We can, we can all be better and, and, uh, and learn from each other. Fantastic. Coach, thanks for joining us this week. Hey, thanks, Rob. Take care.